When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LPN Show. Recorded both in Los Angeles and New York City. We're just, you know, here to hang out. Have a good time. All right. Talk to y'all after a while. Hey, sexy podcasting. It's the LPN show. Yes, this I is am how we're pitching starting. Gangnam Style as the new LPN show intro music. Henry, do you like it? I'm he loves neutral. it. I can feel how much he loves it. And welcome to the LPN show. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. I've had Gangnam Style stuck in my head for thrine days now. And I'm worried Why? about what's going to happen in my future. Why? Are you in a time machine back to 2012? That yes. was when that song came out. I remember the Gangnam Style dancing. I remember watching people do it on the internet. And then I did watch DiCaprio do it. Oh my he God. was very into the song. I'm just like Leonardo DiCaprio, and yes. so is our guest today. Yes. Can you live up to it, Jack? We are here to welcome Jack Quaid to the show. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Guys, uh, let me just start out by saying, uh, Opa Gagnum style. Yeah. Uh, this is, <laughs> Thank uh, you. Well, now I guess it is legit. I guess it is a part of the tapestry of the show. I, now it's, I, I had to make a part of it. Uh, I just want to start off by saying, and I told you uh, both uh, this before we started recording, I am I'm such a big fan of the last podcast, last podcast on the left, last last podcast network. Literally, I listen to your voices constantly. So thank you for having me on. This is amazing, dude. Couldn't be more blissed, hashtag <laughs> blissed, to have you on the show. Um, how is it? I, I did one superhero show back in the day. Right, yes. it was on Heroes Reborn, and I was one of the people without any powers, which yep. is the saddest. Yep version of it yeah of course um, of course you know you know my the only pain. person everyone else has superpowers everybody else gets to do fun things with their hands yeah and then cg takes over everybody's going like and then you do the hand thing and then everyone's just like oh dip and they know that it's gonna look cool i just like wore converse and i wrote, wrote things down what's it like mm. to be a superhero but not uh, be a superhero. but not be a so it's it's i i share your pain my friend because it's like it's uh it's insane to <laughs> Walk around knowing everyone is doing insane stuff that day, and you have the power of uh, conversation. And uh, um, and uh, I also I also wear Converse on the on my, on my show. <laughs> what is um, it with? I love. I don't know. I love wardrobe. We, we I love wardrobe. I love them. Why do they always assume 
people of a well, certain age. Well, because you're an everyman. Yeah. Everyman wear Converse. Or as they like to call them, Chucks. Well, chucks. if you're cool. They're like, hey. That, hey, if you're a skater boy like we are, yeah, B-O-I, like- <laughs> you can tell by my cardigan and my tight as hell. 36-year-old body. <laughs> and I will say, so we, yes, we are talking about The Boys, which Jack is one of the leads on. Absolutely love The Boys. Thank absolutely you. killing it. But how, and I, it is a great question of, it. I know that you get into lots of fights with, you know, people that don't really exist or fights with people that have the powers. And um, yeah. did you have to, like, do you have to do yoga to get ready for that? It's, it's so funny because, like... It, the whole like being the every man being the person with no powers thing it just carries through to like production as well like i've had probably one fight rehearsal and it was just like within the first week of me being in toronto for the first season stunt coordinator was like I, we should probably meet up i don't know for like 15 minutes and he taught me how to get hit and fight badly <laughs> and 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 then i'm like most of the time i'm just like running right and he's like yeah you're probably just going to be running most of the time uh <laughs> But being the normal chucks, guy, then. yeah, chucks. you're gonna want some chucks. <laughs> Something with no arch support, great, pa- fantastic. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I mostly just feel lucky that I get to wear like a t-shirt most days because the people in the super suits, they're they're cool, they're cool looking, but they can't go to the bathroom easily. Uh, no. we, we got one actor who has to be like. There's like a series of tubes within his suit that are all like feeding cool water throughout like his body in order to so keep him. So he's always wet? It's it's just to, no, just it's within the tubes. It's just to keep him oh. from overheating because it's just so much suit. And he like It would be horrible the, if underneath he was just wet the entire time. Just, though. just like, soggy. <laughs> just yeah, honestly, <laughs> I bet you he is, Jackie. Yeah. Because you got to get powdered up before you go in and out of these costumes. That's the truth. And I, but- I feel oh, the suffering for good. these actors. Yeah, I know. Because when I was Powder Boy mm-hmm. on um, Batman Returns, I was five years old, and I was just so happy to be there. And the look on Michelle Pfeiffer's face just when I arrived with my talcum. Iconic. Each just morning. iconic. It's See, I thought you were going to talk about when you starred in the movie Powder, which, Henry, you probably definitely could have if they had shaved you up real good. Remember when they kick him in the mud? Do you remember um, Powder? They kick him in the mud. First of all, the director of Powder is a convicted child oh, molester. We can't, oh. say, or we can't um, talk about that's Powder true. anymore. Um, but if I was going to be in Powder, it would be called Chowder. Okay, move on next question. <laughs> Look, I, I was about to say I've never seen Powder, and then you're like convicted child molester. I probably won't see Powder, probably but I will see Chowder. <laughs> oh, you're so lumpy. Right, it produces. Yeah, yeah. The body. Who? You know, everyone loves the story of a psychic teen with Dan Aykroyd's body. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm his into it. <laughs> so I did want to so talk to you about Jack that you worked in the. Sketch world for a very long time. Big ups. And <laughs> yeah, man, you were a loser like us. <laughs> yeah, you were a loser like us, is what I'm saying. I had a and whole closet full of props. Man, still do. I still do. Still Just do. in case you yeah. never know. It's the weirdest form of hoarding. You're like, these wigs will pay off someday. You never know. And they're know. all disgusting. These uh, guns that are shaped like dicks are going to pay off. I still have like five squirt guns that are shaped like dicks. Oh, like yeah. like actual like for like a bachelorette party or whatever party whatever you want to use them for I still have them somewhere lying around in some closet I have no idea where they are but I know they're Good around to know I know I when haven't you thrown guys them out. got to, 
like when your sketch group got together, like how did you start? Was it like a call? Like you know, when we were in Murderfist, it started naturally. You were a group of friends that mm. did it. Was did you? Was it like that, or were, did you guys meet in a class? Yeah, it was a uh, mostly a. It, so it was like me. So my group is called uh, Sasquatch, and we still, we still. I mean, if we. When it comes back, uh, uh, I feel the same yeah, way. Murderfist yes. has never. We haven't technically done a show, a sketch show, in five years. Yeah. but we're not like broken up. We're not exactly. yet. Like the band we will is continue still together. Yeah, yes. like we're not putting out videos as much. But like for the longest time, we were doing live shows up until you know the pandemic hit and everything. But um, uh, yeah, it started out. I went to NYU. I was in a, a group there called Hammercats, and they like I never. I was a drama major in college, but I never did. I never did a play. It's because I did a sketch show every month that I had to like write for and act in. Oh, and, yeah. And not only that, but you travel, you go to other schools, you go to Skidmore. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, because oh, Hammercats is like the official sketch group of NYU. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. We And it was uh, just the it was just the best time, uh, period. And I met two oh, guys yeah. there, uh, Danny Jollis, who's amazing, and uh, uh, Zach Weber, also amazing. Uh, and they, they were a little bit older than me and I, I came back out to LA. I was there. I was like, my phone is not ringing off the hook with like a billion auditions. So, uh, let's, I know they're in town cause they graduated before I did. And, uh, one of my best friends, Nick Williams, also amazing, uh, was in town and <laughs> I was just like, let's. Let's get it. Let's get everybody together for a day and just uh, we gotta write do a fucking and, show. Yeah, we got to do something. I got to do a fucking show. Yeah, it kept me sane because it's like it's during a part in your life where you're just waiting for somebody to give you a yes or a no, and you're like, yes. fuck it, I'll 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 buy five uh, squirt guns that look like dicks, and I'll and I'll do something with it, and it just gives you agency. It just gives you an a- agency oh, yeah. in a time where you have none. And we started doing. We did like a sketch. We would release a sketch a week. Uh, per week for a while, which uh, that's great. Yeah, it was just it was just fun. You get to know like who you are as a performer and a and a writer, and you yes. sort of understand what makes a scene work and what doesn't. And I think it's it's just helped me with so much. But uh, I, I, well, I want to ask you: Do your parents like your parents have the same reaction that our parents have to our dick and ass and come and fuck <laughs> sketch I comedy? Tell my where mom it's like my mom threw up. She <laughs> threw up the first time. And then like, and they're not entertainment professionals. Like your parents are entertainment professionals. <laughs> right. They when they show up to do your see your black box show, and you have like a dildo <laughs> on a fucking hairnet on, and you're like, I am focusing on this, mom. Like I am fo- like, how do they react? This is my dream. Uh, <laughs> they they they've always been just very supportive because it's like it didn't start in college. It like started like when I was when I was a kid. I had like a camera and I would just make like what what I didn't realize were sketches uh but they were basically sketches with my friends and and um I started out I, I made a feature length movie five zero minutes long 50 minutes long with my friends in middle school it's called bicycle cops it is a so and I'm gonna do a Henry Zabrowskiism because I get to do it now it is a Quote unquote comedy. <laughs> I just, yes, exactly. I just love that I got to do that. Uh, it is a quote unquote quote unquote comedy. It uh, we shot it in sequence. We're all going through puberty, and you can see us do it in real time. It is terrible, uh, but you know, it was. I think for them, it was just like, well, he's pursuing his dreams. Like, like it was. They it were shows you're precocious. Great. Yeah. It's not like you're huffing gasoline under a fucking bridge. You know what I mean? My parents, no. my mom thought didn't understand it, but it's weird. I feel like everybody who I know 
now is working ha- kind of has those stories where they're like we were making movies when we were like 10 years old yeah yeah it's just it's the best too because it's also people that um that are still my best friends that i made those movies with and it's they those kind of relationships are i don't know they just they last so long i mean the the, the two of you did you guys like make movies when you guys were were kids like did that was that a thing did you have like a camera we did. We had HZTV, and Ooh. Henry wouldn't allow me on the camera. Um, you I was ready. the camera woman. <laughs> I was the you camera woman ready. for HZTV, and um, I would follow him around. HZTV? And yeah. Record him. And every time I would try to get in front of the camera, so this started young, he'd slap oh me away from the <laughs> in front of the camera. I'm like, no, you're the camera woman. You're the camera woman. And I was but really good at being a camera woman. We started to feature you in breakout, like, Scenarios. Oh, yes. would, then she would become a features person from a desk. She would do desk pieces. Yes, but then that is also how I remember when we broke. We were pretending to be in lifestyles of the rich and famous, and we broke my mother's perfume. A very, it was a very expensive perfume. perfume. Oh my god! And then we tried to lie about it, but it's we we, we had it all. It, it was on camera, <laughs> and it was one of those. But I. <laughs> I really do believe at the time, because my mom was even saying, because I remember she was so pissed, and then we, she, so it was broken, and then I was just like, I had, they saw us with the camera equipment, she's like, what is, and then I remember us playing it, and she, there was this moment of time where it was a very funny video, <laughs> because you watch us go like, like that thing where we broke the thing, because I was doing a Robin Leach impression, and then all of a sudden it's like, it just exploded, and the, so there was like a moment of time where my mom was like, Honey, this could go on funniest home videos. Yeah. <laughs> and we can make the money back. She mm. saw the money like she was yeah. like this is this is what happens. Wait but, a second. Know. I can use this to my advantage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. It was like kind of also like at the time I'm sure cuz it would have been my reaction like oh my god, I could be on America's Funniest Home Videos. Like that, America's like, yeah, videos. Like I could use this to my advantage too. <laughs> well, at the time, we were very far away from any sort of show business. So we did not, that was like, my parents still kind of view that now they don't. Now they have, obviously they understand way more now. But when we were growing up, it kind of felt like that's a far away land to people on yeah. the TV. They yes. do something that we'll never experience. And right. now they get to see some shit. It's awesome. Meanwhile, yeah, I bring my stuff home from college and it's filled with murder fist props. And man, when mom found, she found a big double dong covered in crusted blood from a sketch. And she, I will say, stopped going through my things. And she was like, I don't know what you yeah. do in college, but I guess I support you. And it's like, mom, it's fake. It's fake blood. If it was real blood, I would have cleaned it up. I'm not a monster. I gotta say, I love the immediate support. It's great. Just, I don't know yeah. what you do, but I support it. But I brought this double dong home, Mom. Double dong. Yeah, they I were support expensive. it. They were like 75 bucks. That was a lot for us. Yeah, of course oh, it God. was. I remember those props that you buy and you're like, please just just let this work because this was this was <laughs> so, so this was so expensive for the dumbest thing just let this work please what is the can you think of the dumbest thing like prop that you've made for your comedy oh uh oh man i don't know if this is the dumbest but the one that immediately comes to mind uh we did this sketch pretty recently too and i don't know how it went over um uh, our, I love those. Our friend was uh, uh, a character on stage, and he was a bunch of cats uh, trapped in a uh, coat. That was the character. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, and we had to, uh, uh, he basically just, 
he like stood like hunched down in this coat and like moved around while he went like <laughs> and we had to get like various it was like our friend's coat and it was like an expensive coat and he really much very much valued the coat and then mm-hmm. um we had to get all these like cat like stuffed animal cats and we had to have them like poking just out like a, this. Yeah. Such a pain in the ass. You got to yes. cut up all the stuffed animals. Oh, yeah. And then it's a bunch of drunk sketch comedians all sewing them together. Yeah. <laughs> we, you have no experience. Why you're just, Why you're are we just doing it? flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, we had like, we had cat paws cut off from the stuffed animal cats on popsicle sticks so they could stick out at the right time. And actually, to this day, because uh, we did that show. Months passed. Pandemic happened. I still have that expensive ass coat full of cats in my closet back <laughs> home. It's, I know where it is. Nick, I still have it. I still have it, Nick. I'm sorry, man. If you've been looking for the coat, it's there. That's where it is. Is it like one of those like nice camel hair coats? It's like a nice. It's like a very nice evening yeah. coat. He was like a good sport. Yeah. He's like, I'll I'll let us use it for the sketch, but like I would like an even. I would like my evening coat back. Yes, it's just covered <laughs> in fucking sketch comedy grease. Yeah, as soon as you. Get Get it back. This, yeah, nothing's ever worth a single thing ever again. Yeah. When sketch comedy touches it. Covered in just nerve sweat from backstage being like, I don't know if they're going to nail that sound cue, man. I don't know if they're going to nail it. I don't know if Tex got it. We or were the shaky. amount of times I've tried to wear a costume and then return it so I'd keep the tags on it. And then I tried to return it, but it still has like blood splatters all over it. Or it's mm. got like a bunch of yogurt on it. And I'm like, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> Can uh-huh. I return it? <laughs> it was delivered to me like this. It was covered in yogurt when I bought it. I thought got that was it. the point. I thought, I'd, yeah, you know, just give a little lick. That's what all was I your guys's? What was your guys's like prop and costume store in New York for, for sketch comedy? Because for Hammercats, it was like the party city by uh, Washington Square Park. Oh, it was the the big Halloween town, the, the Halloween ho- right. store in uh, Union Square. Yes. That was just where we, closed. Just uh. closed. That's memories, man. Sketch comedy will never. I mean, now that they're they're all like the pits now gone. You yeah, see that was gone. The fucking Halloween town is gone. It's like sketch comedy is just now going to be done exclusively by people alone <laughs> on their phones. Mm-hmm. Like this style, you know, like people just like, I, I, we'll see what happens. Which is, I, something has to fill the gap at some point. Some people are really good at that. And some people like are very creative with that stuff. But like, I miss, just I miss going, theater. I miss going to like a show at like the, like we were talking about earlier, like the Creek in the cave. And you're like, I'm just going to watch my friend. He just decided to like box a guy on stage. And it's yes. like I miss real and super weird. No I remember once what's happening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. 
Yeah. How many times we did these shows, especially like when the kind of the early days, we were kind of deeper in the art world, like 2007 to 2010, when we were like the Brooklyn performance art scene, we used to go do kind of like, I'd say the version of happenings with them, where they would do like impromptu shows and like loft. It was very like, like in a movie, we would do these things, but then you'd cut to a guy with bunny ears on with his dick out (laughs) on roller skates. I'm not even exaggerating. Pulling an American flag out of his asshole. Yeah, yeah. You're like watching. It's like he is, I was like, that's his art. And the audience is seriously watching him. They're all like, wow. We did that. We went through that. There was also, I mean, lots of times of the things when we would wear barely nothing and people are throwing beer at us and you're just like, you actually just think it's funny. Yeah. And now uh, that even just 10 years out of it, I'm like, what were we doing? Oh my God. I'd do it all again if I could get, just get that scent of what it's like to my body all covered with old stale beer. (laughs) That's a real, that's a very distinct Scent. It's like for me. Yeah. It's like uh, after a sketch show, still drenched in sweat because it just man, the sweat just keys up to an eleven during for me during live yes. performances. Oh yeah, and then buddy. like then I then go to like the bar that everybody meets at afterwards, and like the I'm still sweating. So it's the combination of the the, the show sweat and now the booze sweat, and they're all Ugh. it's all mixing, and I just but I feel great, but I smell terrible. But I, miss I, but it, I, I, I will say, man, have you been? I'll tell you what, on Zoom auditions, I I noticed now, when I was just doing a stupid process for a thing, I, in the end of the audition, I just, like, I lifted my arm to do the scene, and I just, like, I look like I'm on safari. Oh, yeah, same. And there is no reason for me to be sweating this hard sitting in a chair desperately trying to make something happen over Zoom. <laughs> it's insane. I like I will never wear a light gray shirt ever again in my ever life. Ever again. No. It's just it's terrible. It just it, it never works. You think like, "Oh, this, this is great." <laughs> and then like 2 <laughs> seconds in, pools. No matter what I'm doing really, but especially like a Zoom audition, just insane. Just ooh, a nightmare. Ooh. Can I ask you another like can I ask you yeah. like a, one of your life questions? Please. It sounds like so it looks like one of your big first was like one of your first credits was you went straight into the hunger games like yeah it was did you grow up on set like did you spend a lot of time on set like was it not a big transition doing i mean not that it wasn't but like to go from like knowing like how a set works to like being actively like working on a set it was actually a bigger i think it's a bigger transition than i think people realize because it's yeah i was on set all the time but it's like like a kid on set, I'm just, I'm there. I don't really know what's happening. Occasionally I'll go like watch a scene or something, but really I'm just like in the trailer trying to figure out how the TV in the trailer works and uh, going to the craft service truck to get candy. Like it's just, and I don't really know that I'm there and I'm probably there for like two hours. Uh, And then when I'm actually there on a set that I have a part in and I'm actually doing something. It, it also it's so weird to go to a set where you you don't have anything to do and you're just visiting. You're just like Oh, it's the, the it's, it's, it's the, the emptiest experience on the face of the planet. You just it's so boring. Henry has done it for me multiple times. Yeah. Well, what do you do? You eat, I guess, but you can't yeah. you have to be really quiet and you're just like, okay, well, no one cares that I'm here, but I'm also in the way. Not only that, yeah, everybody's looking at you like, why are you here? Who are you? Why do I need to do I need to pay attention to you? And it's, it's You're not- distracting your father. <laughs> <laughs> you're a disappointment to your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say oops? 
Get out He's of your PA. He's trying to be a dad to two Lindsay Lohans right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are distracting him. <laughs> Count them. Two. Two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but like once I got to the, the Hunger Games set, I was like out of my, I was out of any kind of element. Like I was very nervous. I, I had a lot of questions. I, it was a good like first big set to be on because it was like a, you know, it was like a big movie, but also oh, yeah. I didn't Everyone have like... Everyone hated you. I know. They still do. Everyone it's hated a, you. It's, it's mm. still a thing that persists to this day uh, well, based off of I, what I I'm do. I'm sorry. No. Um, no, I no, mean, no. Are you, are you serious, Jackie? No, I... Are you attacking this man? He, he killed Rue! I killed Rue. I'm Ru. sorry. Spoiler I've alert. I've never seen a minute of the no. Hunger Games. Okay. Rue is this. Uh, Rue is the most Every, adorable character. character. Beloved character. <laughs> Beloved. J-Law? No, that's it's a man. Um, J-Law. A Mandla Stenberg who's incredible. And it was like, I got cast in the movie. I knew I was going to be the tribute that kills this character that everybody oh, loves. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. That yeah. is actually, that's a lot of pressure because I didn't know. I remember that, again, my, the, the very small equivalence I have is like, I had a scene where I pointed a gun at beloved actor Robbie Kay and people <laughs> looked at him and people Got, I got death threats. Mm-hmm. People were like crazy. Yeah. No, they don't. It's, it's, and also because that movie is just constantly viewed by, it's a movie that like teenagers get to watch once they become a certain age. Like there's a, as long as this remained popular, I've noticed it's very much a thing of like when somebody turns like whatever, 13, they're like, okay, now you can watch The Hunger Games because it's just right. like a little bit more adult than what they're used to. And so, I've realized that as long as that movie remains popular, I'm just going to have like wave after wave of children who hate me. Who hate you. And that's their first introduction to me. And like, cool, that's 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 fine. I remember my little sister turned like 13 and she was having a sleepover with her friends and they had just watched it. And she was calling me and she was like, yeah, all my friends hate you. And then in the background, I hear, is that your brother? Is that your brother? <laughs> Just this kid. <laughs> like, literally, like, they have, like, hands waiting for you. Just yeah. a noose in your childhood bedroom. Yeah. And then I heard in the distance, my, my sister just goes, yeah. And the, the kid just goes, let me talk to him. <laughs> oh, no. Like, please don't. Please, please, please. I'm like, wow. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, I'll take another opportunity. I'm very sorry. Uh, but, you know, Marvel, Marvel's an indi- very, if I get really introspective with the character of Marvel, uh, super misunderstood. You know, he was, he was uh, brought up in the luxurious District 1. and he's He know, was supposed to kill. Aren't they all the kids are supposed to kill? Bred to kill, born to kill, love, didn't know anything else but killing, but you know, he's, he's sorry. Paul Atreides. <laughs> that's from Dune. That's actually what I'm just about to talk oh, about today. We're not talking and I would about say Dune to you, here, Henry. But we're Jack, not talking wait, about Dune. You would have been a good choice for Paul. I know that Ooh. Timothy Shamalingdong is very. Um, Timothy Shamalingdong, he's, he, he's, look, he's, he's talented. He's, you're he, coming for him, though. In and no I think way physically you should go for him. Physically you should go for him. <laughs> He's 95 pounds. I'd watch it. I would definitely watch you beat the shit out of him. But I don't I'm not want saying, you I'm to. Just, fucking throw it down. Jack Waits coming for Timothy. It's like the Logan Paul KSI fight, but it's me and Timothy Chalamet in a ring. <laughs> We're shitting it out right now. Timothy Chalamet, ding dong. Jack Waite is He's literally gunning for, for you physically. Oh. Where do you live? Where do you live, Timothy? Um, I have a question, though, because now I do actually see a lot of similarities, Henry and Jack, of, of your careers where you have been put into a you're a nice guy. You are the funny man that gets brought in. Jack, is there any kind of character that you feel 
that you would mm. love to be asked to audition for, but don't think you ever will be asked to audition for? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Uh, God. Because it's like, I want to be like the one everybody wants. Like, I want to be like a Kim Basinger. I'm never, <laughs> ever, ever going to be cast as any role. They're like, you know, you reminded me of Kim in that. And I'd be like, oh, I knew it. I'm a femme fatale. I'm never going to be a femme fatale. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. Like, I, uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I think for me, I'm like the, because I think I, I tend to be cast as like, yeah, sure. The, the they can be funny, but I think like the everyman, which makes it kind of like I have to be a little bit like in reaction to everything around me, and I kind of just want to. I want to be like a shit stirrer in something. Ooh, yeah. I want to be somebody that causes chaos, or just like somebody that's just. Uh, I'll play like a fucking alien. I don't. I don't care. I'll be like Ooh. what Alan Tudyk did in like uh, Rogue One. I'll just I'll put me in the yeah. mocap suit. I'll be a robot. Whatever. Like I want to just don't make, make it don't weird. Don't do it, Jack. <laughs> Why? Don't don't ever let them convince you that it's fun to do because it's not. It's really not. When you're in full body makeup mm. all day, it does. It's you look at the other people when they get to just show up 15 minutes before and they get to throw on a fucking cardigan and yeah. they get to walk on to set and you're just like, but you've been there for two hours. No, but I'm talking the mo-cap. stinkiest people in the mo-cap, world. Mocap, I know. Mo-cap mo-cap. Oh, I'll never do no full prosthetic. I all the power to the to like the Doug Joneses of the world. Oh yeah, all the. All the power in the world to them. The fact that they could like sit in a chair for that long and just, just have all that stuff put on them, and then remain. I mean, I get covered in fake blood on my show all the time. Yes, like my whole body, and that is so hard to like stay in all day because it's like it, all your clothes stick to your skin, and nothing is comfortable at all. You stick to every surface you touch. Uh, but to, oh, yeah. just to imagine being in a thing that's that's all encompassing and. Uh, you scream. To, yeah, uh, just insane. But also, Jack, would could I cast you then in um, as Weeza Boudreaux in Steel Magnolias? Because if you want to be a shit stirrer, isn't she the ultimate shit stirrer? Him with the f- flappy mm-hmm. hat on? Yeah. Flappy hat, put it on him! You know what? Scratch everything I just said. Put me in a flappy hat. I don't care the role. <laughs> as long as it's a flappy hat, I'm in. I'm in. I will say this. I will say I've always wanted to be in a Western in some capacity. Ooh, yeah, and, but- and like, uh, I don't know. P- put me as like like something the kid. Like something where like, I'm like a, I, got a quick, I got a quick hand. I got a quick... Whatever. This is just me pitching myself as a badass, which is terrible. But this got is the, to. This no, is the got question. to, dude. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got to put it out there. You got to the secret in, it, it into the world. Kinda. Yeah. The guy who shot Wild Bill. You'd be good at that. Yep. Ooh, what was his yeah. name? That guy. That, that guy. guy. He had a flappy hat on, though, which you would be immediately perfect for. He's got a flappy hat, and he's not like the kid. He's the guy. The guy. I believe it was Stephen Urkel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stefan Urkel. Stefan right? Urkel. That's the sexy one with the Jesus flappy hat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think that it is the time that I must bring up Dumois to you, Jack. Sure. It, we must talk now, okay, about this. Let's set the stage. Yeah. Dumois is this, it's a thing. Yeah. It's on Why Instagram. Why are you describing it? You don't even know. I follow it now. <laughs> I Can I set the stage for what I know about this? Please. Because, like, okay, so I was in quarantine here in, in Canada for like 14 days, and all of a sudden my friends are like, there's this thing called Dumois, and my best friend, Nick, the guy whose code I have, uh, he, he told me there's this, site there's this a page on instagram that keeps talking about how you're a nice guy (laughs) that's how he pitched it to me and i have no idea 
But but explain this to me, Jackie, because I need to. I gotta I gotta know things about this. So Dumois is Dumois was even written up in Vanity Fair. Dumois kind of oh. blown up during quarantine mm-hmm. as a a bit of a lady whistle down. If you've watched Bridgerton, a little it's a bit blind of a gossip item girl. Mm-hmm. They are a blind item source, and they take. But a lot of what I like about Dumois is a lot of it is really positive things about celebrities cool. and gossip and things like that because I. I work in celebrity gossip, but I like being positive with it. That is mm-hmm. something that I, I think that it is yucky to have the opposite. You I like know. all the awful He's the shit. Opposite. <laughs> We're the yin and yang of celebrity gossip, Henry. Sure, and I. sure. And so do Tom ma- Cruise fucks whole fish. That's what we learned. <laughs> that Dude. whole thing, Jack. That's all. Tom Cruise fucks fish, but we're not gonna. We're not gonna okay. Talk. All right, it's a whole thing. Many instances where he goes in and buys At least fish three. in a grocery store. He goes into the bathroom and then comes out of the bathroom without the fish. So he was probably just trying to set it free. I'm just gonna say he was like, "Go down the drain." <laughs> That's you swim, swim, you little fucker! I freed you. It's like his like his security guards just like watching him like throw a fish down the toilet. Go, you're free. He's a freedom fighter. You're not dead. You're not dead. Quit looking at me with those dead eyes. Where's Nicole? Where's Nicole? Why is Nicole not here anymore? I saw this in Finding Nemo. It worked in Finding Nemo. (laughs) I'm setting you free, Ellen. I'm setting you free, (laughs) Penelope. I so Dubois loves <laughs> you, Jack. And oh, but good. in a but in actually like not in a creepy way, in a way that cool. they are constantly talking, which is why I like them so much. Constantly talking about it. it's like he just seems like a great guy. Aww. I want him to be cast in more things. And so anytime Aww. it's like a who like whenever it's like a blind item, and they do a lot of anon uh, anonymous entries, they don't go after, they don't like follow up with the stories. It's kind of just an amalgamation of celebrity gossip. Okay, cool. And they are constantly. And every once in a while, you'll you get up. like one that's like, I want to like rip his dick off with my teeth, and I want to keep it forever. And, oh, okay. and Computer yeah, yeah. glass, but that's of like course. one in ten. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I did kill Ruth, so a lot of people want to just fuck me up in some <laughs> no, way. But it's like I see it, I read it, and I'm scared for you. But then I read it, and I'm like, oh no, this is like sexual and positive. Uh, you know okay, what I mean? It's like cool, cool. the step on me. Oh uh, yeah, um, I want him to me. step on my throat. I want him to cut cut my destroy eyes me, out. Destroy me, daddy. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, cut my yeah. breasts off, father. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's mostly that, which is why I hit them up about questions. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, you want to rip his dick off too, right? So now I got a full picture. Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Henry. Because I'm like, ah, it's just like a, it's just a site where, like, I thought I would have thought my friend would have been right. <laughs> just like, hey, just, hey, I'm a nice guy, and uh, they do, they do. But it's you know, then sometimes it's, it's viciously sexual. Yeah, and cool, you're just cool. Like, oh, that's very scary. But yes. you know, it's a double standard. All right, well. because I'm not gonna go into. So I did ask you, moi, if uh, they had any questions or. If any of their followers had any questions for you I'm just gonna say there were lots asking you to be their boyfriend there were lots ah. asking if you would you know have sex with older women and how much older would you prefer mm-hmm. and there was a lot of questions asking about the Scream reboot which I imagine you cannot talk about right oh, now. Oh they will they but, will murder me of but, course they oh, will. Yeah, 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 yeah. but then there are questions like Sam Rudolph asked who ah. your favorite Spice Girl is. And I ah. think that, that is, these are the kind of questions that I'm looking for. Sure. Thank you, Sam. Um, thank you, Sam. Uh, 
thank you, Sam. I <laughs> double thank yous, which means this is, I bet you have a favorite. I'm sure you still have oh, a Oh, yeah, no, I, I grew up with the Spice Girls, and it's weird because they, they've kind of become a part of the boys. Like, in, we, we <laughs> reference them a lot in the show. <laughs> That's um, great. Uh, my favorite growing up was Baby. I think I had like a like a little kid crush. Like I was a little kid, I had a crush on 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 Baby Spice. Of course, and I think which is weird because I think I'm the Baby Spice of of the boys oh in a lot God, of ways. You are the Baby Spice so of it's, the boys? It's kind of connection. Uh, yeah, it's a fun. Are you start so, sucking on lollipops? You should maybe bring it in. Start wearing berets and sucking on lollipops. Oh, lollipops! Just be like Kripke. I have a few alts on this scene, and I brought a lot of lollies. Uh, <laughs> so let's go. For I'm it. Wear, I actually decided. Can I wear my my teddy <laughs> in this scene today? <laughs> Just to spice things up. I know it won't match with continuity at all, but I'd love to try some stuff. Let's be punk rock about it, man. Oh, you want to go, baby spice? Yeah, sure thing, Jack. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today so has it changed as you've gotten older because i've always been a scary but okay i mean i look they're all i they're all great <laughs> they're all great they're all fucking great they're i tell great. you what listen let me tell <laughs> you one thing i know about the space girls each one's different it depends on the day of the week let me tell you <laughs> i've been working on this rig for 25 years and i'd marry each one of those spice girls if i had a chance i'd keep them in a cage look what this rig does i have no idea but i don't know <laughs> That I like Baby Spice on Fridays. I just know uh, that on this rig, there are plenty of rooms where I could keep one of the members of the, ba- of the Spice team in, uh, in that room for an undisclosed period of time. Well, now you're just, all right, this is, a, I feel like it's getting into weird Harvey Weinstein cosplay sure, sure. over here, but I'm getting I, I scared. I will say that we, both of us, for some reason, had uh, imaginary cigars in our hands during yes. that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know Viciously. why. I just like to, I just like the idea of a rig, and no one has idea any idea what the rig does. That's just, <laughs> filled with many rooms and just lonely men working the rig. Yeah. I would anyway. say if, if either one of you guys were on a rig, I'm gonna guess you wouldn't know what to do with the rig. That rig would right? explode. That rig would. I don't care if it, if there's oil involved in the rig. That rig would explode because oh, the rig would explode. Yeah. But we would be there um, for the shows during lunch. Purpose. There you go. Oh yeah, the USO shows on the rig. Let's entertain you like as all the rig workers are eating their slop. Hey Nick, can I borrow your cat coat for the rig? <laughs> we need the cat coat for the rig. Jack, I mean, it's a nice coat. coat. Yeah. Now. Uh, also, Carrie Ferenc asked what it was like inside of the whale carcass prosthetic, Ooh. which is from the boys. Yeah, that was, uh, I will just say, amazing, because I was like, I don't, 
they actually built like a full prosthetic, like a full whale. No one does that anymore. So sweet. They built an exterior and an interior, and they were also one in the same. Like you could go into the whale if you really wanted to. So fucking dope. It was amazing. And then they, they took the interior out of it so we could like, you know, for easy access i don't access. know it was it was a day it was a day and a half it was the stickiest i've ever been uh in my life uh and it was just uh i remember there were a lot of bees in there because it was just covered in fake blood which is very sweet and oh, i was corn just syrup. Like, yeah uh, and there was just like so many bees in there and i was uh very scared but uh <laughs> i was i was also just like when like, when are you ever going to do this again? Like, just take this in. This is the weird... I have a heart, like a, a gigantic whale heart that is beating its last beats as the whale is dying in real time and I can react to it next to me. Like, this is just unreal. Um, yeah. Genre acting is so much better than any other style. Yeah. Because yes. you could really, a lot of times, especially th- these kind of environments where you get to really use your imagination, because the rest of your life is going to be you doing movies where you just wear a t-shirt across the street, like yeah. across from like a starlet who's going to be like, I'm hungry. Yeah. And that's going to be most of your life. The conflict is that we haven't eaten in, in, in two hours or whatever. I'm we're just hung- <laughs> we're like, ah, we're hungry. Huh? Put your flappy head on, boys. God, ain't nothing nice as ain't come sit next to me. (laughs) Oh, God, we love Steel Magnolias. (laughs) Shugsy Bear also asked a great question. Was working on Logan Lucky as fun as it looked? Uh, 1,000% and a half, yes. Great Uh, movie. uh, Thank you. Thank you for- Great movie. Thank you for watching it. It was a, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a thing that happened very much out of the, blue I just kind of and this this still doesn't happen and I can't believe it happened to me one time but I was at this is a very strange story I was at a party and somebody came up to me and like an actor and they're like hey man you're gonna play my brother in a movie with Steven Soderbergh and I'm like no I'm not (laughs) I I haven't heard that yet no I haven't heard that yet and then like the next day I was like I called my reps I'm like this guy came up to me. There's probably no validity to this, but is this true? And they're like, "Mm, give us five minutes. And then like five minutes later, they're like, yep. That's (laughs) incredible, dude. That's the dream. And I was like, this never, and I'm like, I hadn't done anything. I I don't know what it was. It was like, it's just a very random happenstance where they saw me do like some random ass shit. And they were like, okay, sure. Cause this part was small enough to where I guess that could happen. And, I was there. I was in Atlanta. I was playing an insane character, and uh, I was working with like Channing Tatum and Daniel Craig and Adam Driver and Steven. So it was just like, why, why? The whole time what I was, happened? but the whole time I was just there thinking like, oh, they're gonna realize once I get on set that like that guy went up to the wrong guy at the party, and now they were locked oh, yeah. into this situation, <laughs> and they just had me. Uh, but it was just like the most fun time ever i don't know like i i went to a concert for like car seat headrests do you know that band yes yes <laughs> i went with like i like moshed with that entire cast of people to that band and i'm like that is the most surreal night of my life and i have no idea i've never moshed before in my That's life but I'm a, I'm a mosher now what uh, i imagine you think about these during quarantine while you're just like alone and you're just all like, the memories ah, i used to have fun taking an edible and, and being like ah car seat headrest remember that concert? <laughs> do you remember do you remember do you remember it's me it's me with my own member berries <laughs> Just, <laughs> member, member. Uh, I love that bit. It's a great um, bit. Uh, 
<laughs> I will say they uh what I have found the only times I've ever like the imposter syndrome is real. Oh, like yeah. you show up and you wonder whether or not but what then I have discovered is um don't worry. Your imposter syndrome doesn't need to be that freaked out. If it was a mistake, they will fire you. <laughs> like, that's what's fun is that like no matter what if you feel like oh I don't really belong here yeah, yeah. and then if it's not that's like oh that's just a feeling until yeah, someone yeah. goes um you have to actually we're cleaning out your uh, tree it's not working uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to go well cause I, like, I always think like okay they have a few days of me in the can they can't fire me now and then I'm like oh no back to the future Eric Stoltz Oh, yeah, that's, oh the, that's, that's the ultimate good. nightmare. It's the ultimate nightmare, and and like, oh god, like, because back then it wasn't like immediate where you're like watching dailies and editing the movie as you're shooting. It was like they it took a while for them to know that it wasn't working. And they had a pause, and you know it's bad too when you've been shooting regular, because I guess that's what it is too. They paused filming oh. to go watch everything, so oh. it's like you're the lead in this movie. Mm-hmm. Everything's trucking. One day, everyone's be like, "Eric, baby, what's going on, baby?" Oh. And like, you know how amazing it's all going. And then they're like, "We're actually going to be doing a little bit of a hiatus in the shoot." And you're just like, "Huh? I wonder if somebody's sick. Huh? I wonder <laughs> what's going on." And then all of a sudden, you're gone. Oh, you're gone. No, it's that's fun. So... But now it happens immediately, which is but now you're better. season three of the boys, so they can't do it to you. Too so late for them. They could always kill me off if they <sighs> hate me enough. Um, you're right. That is true. Oh, do they say that to you every day? Just yeah. every time you walk on set, you know we could kill you off well, any no, fucking or, time. Your one bad takeaway. Go for it. Seriously, but I love writers. But the thing is about a writer when they like they pitch you your death, like you'd be excited about it. When mm. they're like, and the best part is no one's going to expect you to die. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they are super clever with all stuff. And yeah. you're like, you're fucking with my money, yeah. writer. <laughs> <laughs> For your you tool. You fucking kill me off. You two fucking kill me off. So that we can subvert audience audience expectations. You keep me on this. I want to be on this for 10 seasons. I want to be a robot version of me. Please bring me back. I, I did hear a story, uh, I think it was like an interview that like Jeff Daniels did where he was talking about how like in the middle of shooting Dumb and Dumber, he was getting the, uh, he was like getting the impression that the producers were like, no, no, we don't want Jeff they Daniels. Were, they were trying to cut him they the whole time. They were trying to cut him the whole time and the Jim Carrey was the one who eventually was like, guys, stop it. And then one day he came to Jeff Daniels trailer and was like, hey, good job yesterday. Uh, you're still in the movie. Like It's, it's crazy. And I can't imagine that movie without Jeff Daniels. He's he's like the he's so great. They wanted it to be another like comedic, yeah, like superstar dude yeah. to go against Jim Carrey. And then Jim Carrey fought for him. He's like he's a real actor. He's actually making this a good movie. Yeah. And they're all like, no, no, no. Stefan Urkel needs to be in this movie. <laughs> and they kept bringing trying. up Urkel today. I don't know. The producers are just like, we want Eric Stoltz, goddammit. Please want Eric Stoltz. Every night he's got like an altar with a a picture of Eric Stoltz up. He's like, please bring me in. Please bring me Eric. We must repent for our sins from Back to the Future. And um, I just have one last question. Oh, yes, for I'm you, sorry, Demois. Please. No, no, yes. not a problem. I am not Demois. I don't which... know why I addressed you as Demois. That was I'll my mistake. I'll take it. I'll take it. I can't imagine having that kind of time to do all of those <laughs> things because it's a lot of work, I imagine. Mm. Um, but last question is Has Billy Joel reached out to you, and how do you feel about having to listen to Billy Joel all the time? I, uh, I, I I love that Billy Joel is a part of the show. Billy Joel has not Shut reached up. out to me. He has, though, like, 
we were, I was trying, I, uh, I don't know how many in, de- in depth I can get into this, but there was something I was, tr- I was trying to make happen in the second season of the show in which I had to like have people that represented me reach out to him. Um, it wound up not happening because of uh, money and time basically, but it, it would have been cool, but whatever it was, it was, it was kind of ancillary, but I know that he likes the show and, and likes that he's like a part of it. But what I what I loved about the Billy Joel thing um, is that it was kind of a, my first day on set. It's a scene between me and Carl Urban where he's trying to convince my character to like plant a bug in the Seven Tower, and I, I like the director was like, you know, have fun, uh, add a line, improvise, which I always love, and um, I added something about how like you know who my favorite musician is like uh, James Taylor. I, I don't infiltrate or whatever. And then Eric Kripke was like, <laughs> Eric Kripke was like, make that a list. Make it like James Taylor, Simon and Garfunkel, Billy Joel. And then something about Billy Joel just like stuck. And then we started uh, like the scene. I'm going on a huge tangent right now. I'm so no, sorry. No, I love it. No, no, it's a point. Uh, the scene where my girlfriend in the first episode dies, uh, she has a line where she's like, what are we going to do? Like spend all day waking up, looking at that dumb... Uh, Billy Joel poster. That line was originally Led Zeppelin poster, but because we had shot that thing the day before, we changed it to Billy Joel. And then Billy Joel became like a central pillar of my character, and like we're using his music throughout the out the series. And it's just, it was just cool that like the direct uh, Dan Trachtenberg, the director of that episode, and Eric Kripke were able to like do, let me do an improv bit, and then be like, oh okay, then like at a time where I was still figuring out the character, give me this like gift of like, this is exactly your character's music taste. Yes. Like, which a, it says so much about yes. you. Yeah. It means you're an show. offshoreman from long Island. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Allentown. Yeah. <laughs> because also Jack, you are, you are talking to two actual Billy Joel fans. Here oh yes. And, no. And, and, and by the way, I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. I was before, like I was like, I, yeah, but I was, now it's like, you're, saddled with it oh yeah like this is me and also I'm you and guy, billy joel are now going to be like this it's amazing touching Wish. tips i'll hitch my I'll, I'll i'll hitch myself to that wagon any day that's that's incredible uh because he's you gotta see he's great. you could get up to his house even get an invite up to the long island house <laughs> go out there because you're supposed to not i think the thing with billy joel is you're supposed to he's supposed to dare you to stop him from drinking <laughs> or you sit at a big table with him and he pours a drink and he's just it's like tell me, Contessa, yeah. <laughs> tell me I can't have this tell me I can't have this he's like and you go like Billy Billy no Billy Christy think of Christy you lost Christy <laughs> sing hey hey sing me a song I'm the piano man <laughs> yeah I don't believe you have you ever been to Allentown I'm gonna drink it <laughs> Look, if you don't stop me, I'm gonna tell you a whole long story about these two cats named Brenda and Eddie. That's what I'm gonna, and, and it's gonna, it's gonna take a bit. It opens a up the table. What if he's got a piano in the dinner room table? And it's oh, just like, yeah. all right, so oh, he's got go pianos everywhere, hidden around his house. Oh wait, you thought this was a fork? It's a tiny keyboard. And he's got those big fingers. I don't God know what he does. Oh, Look man. at a picture of Billy Joel's hands. He's got okay. big fucking got, ham links. He's got great hands. <laughs> uh, ding, ling, ling, wow, ling, he ling, does ling, have good ling. hands. We do need to stop talking about this, though, because we got to get out of here at some Oh, point. sure, 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 sure. Unfortunately, yeah, we do have to wrap up, but I could talk about Billy Joel's fingers All for the day. rest of my life. So, Billy Joel's fingers versus Dune. What is the amount of conversation Whoa. that you're willing oh. to have, Henry? 
there is better, there's more pleasure in Billy Joel's fingers. <laughs> sure. Dune is about duty. And it's about uh, God versus God. God and it's right. about ecology uh, mixed oh. with politics, mixed mm. with family dynasties, and also the struggles of being a superhero prince, mm-hmm. general, and president. Yeah. And I will say there I is mean, a picture of need? Billy Joel reading a book called Piano for Dummies and flipping off the camera, and his fingers are thick. Uh, this is what I'm saying, Jackie. You're he right. must have bigger keys. I need he to must. get that. I need to make that my computer background immediately. Whatever that photo is, <laughs> that's, uh, that's going on a wall somewhere. I gotta say, <laughs> I will. I will. I will send it to you right now. And Please? thank you so much, Jack. Oh. Is there anything? Obviously, the boys. Oh, is, yeah, is there yeah. anything else? I'd love to. Like, when do you put out? Um, like, when are you gonna have more live shows? Obviously, we don't know. But like, when did you have live shows in the past? Oh man, it, it was up? like. Uh, oh, it was. It was on a very inconsistent basis at the Comedy Central stage in Ooh, LA. Oh yeah, yeah, Comedy Central yeah. stage. So if oh, you're, yeah. uh, it's a theater no one knows exists, but Comedy Central owns it, baby. Uh, but they it's, just, uh, oh, they won't let it go. They won't let it go. It's great. It's a great place. It's a great place yes. for just to put up a fun show. Uh, so, you know, whenever that's safe, come come and see us. Um, we're not going to force you to. Uh, I, oh, <laughs> I have a, uh, I, I produce a podcast actually. So I'll, I'll yeah. do that. Uh, it's called Hero Club. Uh, some great friends of mine created it. It's a it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. But what we do is we um, we play a game of D and D, but we cut out all the bullshit, all the crosstalk, all the like, mm, what move should I make? So it's just the like character lines and the narration and some stuff from cool. the dungeon master, and we edit it together like a radio play. So we have our own original music, sound effects, and it's you know condensed. Oh, cool. uh, so yeah, it's super. What's fun. it called? Hero Club. Hero Club. That's fucking sweet as hell. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. that's a great idea. I fun. kind of, I don't resent it, but it is interesting how now all the cool people are getting into D and D. Everyone's yeah. now on discovering that it's a fun way to spend time yeah. in Quarkwar. I won't. I won't say that I was like I've been into D and D from the get, but I definitely remember like the the moment where it became like very cool to be a D and D person and. I, not so much me, but my friends who like created this are like, oh, okay, yes, yeah, so everybody's getting into it now. All right, yeah, sure. <laughs> and you're like, they're super bitter. Like you see, you're like, oh, you, you're a professional actor. You're doing this. I am. Um, I am a body. Um, like, oh god, oh no. But guess what, man? It's cool. It it's brings cool. more people into the club. It makes it cool so people can see using your imagination. It's cool and it's fun, and especially during it's a time where we're doing nothing just to escape for to like yeah. a fantasy realm for a while yeah. is is awesome. So good. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, yeah, we do we do really quickly. We do campaigns that are not like your traditional like wizards and dragons. It's like we did one that was like a Lovecraftian noir detective story. We did one mm. that was about like. Santa Claus uh, trying to get the North Pole back from Krampus. Like we just have all these Ooh, weird ass. That's fun as hell. Ass, yeah, they're they're doing one right now. That's about like uh, 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 they're like people exploring uh, the Himalayas in like the 1700s or something. It was it was insane. But uh, yeah, all yeah. Right. Come come join us, guys. It's fun. It's fucking dope. Yeah, that sounds sick. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having this me was on, so this Jack. Cool. This was awesome, much yeah. fun, and I'm so glad that we finally got to meet you. And really, can't thank you enough for joining us on the LPN show. This was just a treat. Thanks, guys. LPN show. Thank you so much for watching. Um, listen to all the other shows on LPN. Last podcast on the left, Wizard and the Bruiser, page seven. Abel can stop at. There's pop history in there. We got brighter side. We've got no dogs in space. Check it out. It's been the LPN show, hasn't it, Jackie? It has been. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.